Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, host of The Big Picture. Did you just see the latest tentpole blockbuster? Or a surprisingly fun new movie on a streaming service? Or maybe you just want to bone up on the greatest films ever made. From reviews to rankings, career retrospectives to movie drafts, and everything in between, The Big Picture is here for you. Listen to The Big Picture for free on Spotify. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts. This is Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable, and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. any other oh yes coffee season is upon us this is fairway Road. <laughs> the golf podcast on the ringer podcast network i am your starter joe house my birdie buddies my eagle enthusiasts my par saving pals it's a three ball today we're going to jump right into it we have two glorious weeks in front of us of waking up in the morning and golf having been competed at wonderful golf courses that we only see this time of year. It's beautiful on the eyes. You get yourself a cup of coffee. You check the leaderboard. You settle in for a couple hours. Make sure you don't have any calls scheduled for the morning. This three ball is Nathan Hubbard, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground. Our beloved buddy, Patrick Mayo from the PME Experience is on board. Some forecasting of early trend lines and so forth for the upcoming British Open, of course, the Scottish Open. He said he has some Barbasol picks for us as well. That makes one of us. The first tee is wide open. Let's get it on. 
Mayo, what's happening, buddy? Welcome back. I could not be more excited to come on and talk about the event of the season, the John Deere Classic. Fun times. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was an event. Uh, congrats, JT Post. And we like to always start off the show by congratulating the previous week's winner. Uh, I don't have really anything to say. Hit the ball great all week long, wire to wire. Um, he showed us with the 62 that he had uh, into the first round at the Travelers, that he had this in him. His ball striking at Travelers was great. He putted great at Travelers. He putted great at this event. Congrats, JT Poston. If I want to be a little glass half empty, and I kind of do, um, Tor, hey, you're up against, in a head-to-head kind of way, this rival venture or adventure, depending on your perspective. And these are your guys who are not the household names that you could do stories with. Like you already have Netflix in in house in bed with you. They're doing stories. You have an event with many hours, Saturday, Sunday, some hours on Thursday and Friday. Tell the stories of these guys. These are not household names. These aren't household faces. I bet if JT Poston walked into any Starbucks in Washington, D.C. today, at any point in the day, not one person would say, well, maybe one person, uh, because uh, Tony Kornheiser knows who he is. JT, congratulations. That would be it. It would just be Tony Tony and nobody else. does not know what his face looks like. (laughs) I think he watched it. This was the, the PJ Tour Live guys did an okay job of trying to talk about everybody's positioning relative to the top 125. But this was one of those events like the Wyndham where everybody who's in it is just fighting for their dinner, which is what is supposed to be great about the PGA Tour versus the live you're already paid playing for nothing except, I don't know, whatever Brandon Grace played for this week that got him the money. So it was the money. So they've got to be able to create some excitement and drama over what this is, which is like some of these guys may lose their job next month if they don't perform this week. And that's what was somewhat interesting about this golf event. And that's what was frustrating about the way it was presented. Mayo, you have been uh, a strong advocate for a long time of, you know, reimagining the way these PGA Tour events are are presented. Be honest. Did you watch any of this presentation over the weekend? So I was away most of the weekend, but, you know, I have a phone in my hands, and shockingly, it's uh, pretty easy to stream the stuff on your phone. So I was far more interested in the Irish Open last yeah. week. That, that fit my timeline a little bit more. I was kind of groggy until 11 a.m. in the morning. That was already on. That was nice. I love that course. I hit a winner. My guy, the Polish giraffe, Adrian Moronk, coming through. Fantastic news. Waking up, feeling good. So Saturday, I'm watching the Irish, seeing if Moronk can make a move. He ends up tied for the lead. That's great. And then honestly, I watch more live on Saturday than I did PGA. Like, did you hate watch it? No, I I, I mean, I know you guys are not. Your brother wasn't competing for a top 10, so I get it. Uh, but if it's something I can bet on, and I think this is where a lot of people fall on. I mean, I wouldn't just put it this way. I wouldn't be watching the John Deere classic if I didn't have money on. I really, right, of wouldn't. course, if I wasn't covering golf full time from a gambling perspective, from a daily fantasy perspective and making picks, I'd probably watch the majors whenever Tiger is playing and, you know, maybe one or two handful of weekend of some tournaments if it's already on. But I bet on this every week. I'm going to tune into the Barbasol this weekend. 
reason I watched The Irish. And when it comes to live, I put money on live. So I want to see how I was doing. Not well was the answer. My guy, Henny Duplessis, uh, couldn't oh, come no. through for me. So a second. You always get been suckered really... in. Yeah. But I, I thought it, the one thing I really enjoyed about it, I mean, when you have no sponsors, it's really easy to show all the shots, but they improved yeah. from week one to week two on the broadcast. I, I thought that was something. T- how did they improve? Tell, tell us. Well, I thought that the leaderboard in the first week, it was very confusing. I couldn't figure out anyone's names, and it looked like it was from eSports. Now, the leaderboard graphics themselves did not change. However, they did one thing a lot better than the PGA Tour does on their broadcast, where Nick Faldo was sitting there and knowing the outcome of the shot and then playing it up in real time. (laughs) At least on the live one, they, they haven't upgraded to here's the... Here's where, what shot it is. Here's how far away they are. They haven't got to that part yet. I think that's an API issue on their live like overlay. But they would tell you, this is a live shot. This is a previously recorded shot. Like this just happened. I thought that was somewhat interesting. Yeah. They made the leaderboard bigger. So you could actually see everyone's full names. It was easier to see who was on the teams. They kept the team scores updated the entire time as well. So I could, it's just I mean, nice Gooch was right. This was exactly like a Ryder Cup. Hey, but listen- <laughs> Those people were walking. It was like Phil at Kiowa last year, chasing everyone down to the final shot. I don't know what hole it was. It might have been like the 15th hole or something like that. But Did it, it was, feel like an exhibition or did it feel like real competition as you watched it? It all feels like an exhibition. Like okay. that's, that's the main thing. The competitive yeah. issue is the main problem. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of problems with the live tour, but as someone who just wants to watch golf, and I think that's where a lot of people land on this, to tell you the truth. Like they had people out there. I was yeah. shocked yeah. at how many people were there. I don't know if they were like, eight actors out there to be there that right that could be a thing crisis but, actors but <laughs> the, the course tour. itself was cool like i think that targeting these locations that the pga tour just doesn't go to is actually a pretty savvy strategy yeah like all the trump properties yeah well yeah i mean those at least we know those one the pumpkin patch was really cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> i will say that the bits um that i observed i also was surprised by how many physical people were physically uh on the grounds there and there was, you know, it, it felt like a genuine um, professional golf uh, event in the sense of, of you know, the crowd, the format, the way that it was uh, set up. But right, I, I'll never be able to get over the fact that it's just an exhibition and I can't be bothered to care. I don't think I'm going to gamble on, on the live. You are. Um, don't say that out loud. You're ultimately going to get there. Come on. It, it depends. We'll, we'll, you we'll see how, how it shakes out. Whether I can eat all the popcorn shrimp at Moo in Boston. Like, come yeah, on, but man. See, I, th- those are fair odds. I can get genuinely good odds but, there. Matt, Maya, do, what, you, do you weight this yeah, stuff differently right. because yes. it's an exhibition? Like, that's how do you question. think about analyzing this differently than a PGA Tour event? Exactly. Uh, I'm betting I'm betting Bryson at every single one of these events. No one's PR has taken a more positive hit from Liv than Bryson. People are like, oh, Bryson's like building new facilities. He's doing stuff with the money. That's much better than they were talking about him when he was on the PGA Tour. Well, you know, one thing that I'll, I'll observe and it's just an observation and it may or may not have anything to do with the name of the player that you just mentioned. It was brought to my attention. I believe this to be the case. There will be, there is currently, and there will be going forward, no drug testing on uh, the live tour. So just keep your eyes open for some players that mysteriously were not able to compete in things like the Olympics last year couple names, couple guys on this tour. I don't know. It's just a curious thing that was brought to my attention. So we'll we'll just keep an eye out for some of these 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 guys, former major winners. So we'll 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 see um if there's anything sort of obvious in that direction, but 
how do you how do you handicap any any of this like in the same traditional manner of handicapping I, I think so. I, I think a lot of it is and maybe some people do better with gut feel rather than running numbers. And that's one of the huge drawbacks to this. Like the there's an audience for the live tour in terms of maybe not watching or attending, but talking positively about it because South there Africans. is I mean, the South Africans love it. Just I mean, Henny's Henny's time is coming. You wait and I'm going to get that 40 to one on him because <laughs> the guy absolutely mashes the ball. But I, I went with Bryson and I'm probably going to keep betting Bryson because it actually well, it is an exhibition event. It does feel like it means something to him for reasons that are unknown. Like Brooks doesn't seem like he gives a shit. Neither does DJ, although DJ played really well. But yeah. Bryson's like, yeah, I can have my crew follow me while I'm on the course. I can make sweet content out of this. And every time I see him, he's just grinding and grinding. I just yeah. he needs to get better at golf. He's just not good at golf right now. I, I mean, he was he had a nine in the final round and still managed to shoot even par. Like he was just all over the place. That's, that's all. That's fine. I mean, he's, he's still recovering. That That's, you know, he's going to get their house. I agree. I agree. But they're they're. I mean, I saw their stat sheet. It was like putts per round greens and regulation. Like you want to appeal to the people who might actually not care about anything that goes on besides what the final outcome is and tune in to see that it's like the stat modelers. It's the gamblers and Shots just them not providing sign. any stats kills them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough of of that. We we will have uh, an opportunity to talk about um, this week in the Kushner Fifty Four Open. But I want to make sure that we capture this wonderful run up that we have. And and it is my fault for not including the Irish Open. Now I will say, you know, in this in this mode where you go from the Irish Open to the Scottish Open to the British Open, it's absolutely fantastic. It coincides with the time here in the United States where the sports world goes quiet except for the drama that is uh, NBA free agency. But just in terms of like games that are being played out there, things, things to bet on, um, there isn't as much. And so having these, the only thing that, that just tiny bit sucked the wind out of the sails of the Irish for me, it was just like a parkland course. Like, I mean, come on, you're in Ireland. Like, why can't every one of, of the Irish Opens be at one of the iconic? They, there are 30 courses they can, you know, go around and around yeah. on. And they did that at the Pro-Am yesterday and today. Yeah, the JP Duke Manus. Yeah. Speaking Manus. of which, you don't want to bet on exhibition events like the Live. I bet on the JP McManus. And yes. somehow, somehow. Did you I bet Fowler? Bet- no, I somehow I didn't bet Xander Shoffley Come in a on, pro-am event that's two rounds. That was like the freest money of all <laughs> the time. The layup of all layups. So you're always on, on Xander in those uh, circumstances. Stupid is what well, it was. Well, it's fine. Not stupid was seeing Tiger Woods out there yes. playing golf. And also not stupid. This, this honestly, uh, I know everybody knows I'm a Tiger truther. They know how glass half full I am when it comes to Tiger time. Yeah, boy. Just seeing him out there riding around in a cart it made me so happy seeing him out there chatting it up he didn't having... lose his arms of course do he you see how he moves he, no, he, he well. still looks terrible he does not look <laughs> physically comfortable but he was he was like he you could see to me again glass half full he's he's getting himself ready this was like a really good mode he's his his body's acclimating to the time zone he he would not disclose where he's staying or where he's playing between uh you know um th- this week in the run up to the to the uh British Could call Tiger. Well, 
you know, uh, and he didn't play very good golf. And that's, I was thrilled to see it. I don't want to see any good golf from Tiger until the money's on the line. Yeah, I mean, this is Pat. What do you make of his comments, which were that he physically was unable to do it at the U S open, but in particular, this tournament this week at the British open, and we're calling it the British open, the American side's calling it the British open. You can call it the open. It's fine. That we got Scottish this week. We got the open next week. It just matters to him. 150th St. Andrews. He, he, it matters. And the big point was the next time it comes through here, I just don't really think I'm going to be able to play at such a high level. This is probably the last time I'm going to be able to play at a high level. Do you go glass half full or half empty on that comment? Cause the half empty side is shit. He's run out of time. He knows he can't really do this for much longer, but the half full side is using the phrase highest level about where he thinks his game is right now. I think you have to consider it glass half full. If that's what he's telling us that I think there are two very particular things that you can pull out of those comments that he made and you hit on one of them. He's just not, likely to be up to a competitive standard next time you're back at the old course, which is at least five years away, probably more. Although that's just a fun way of saying, I'm going to come back and beat Phil's record of being the oldest major winner. That's a fun one. But at the same time, the other part of that comment was he said he could have played in the U S open, but he said he wasn't feeling hundred percent. And he thought that that would put this tournament at jeopardy. If anything had happened there. And look, even when tiger was winning the masters in 2019 and he was still Somewhat competitive no, in the other that. tournaments outside of that. Yeah, everyone forgets that was about awesome. that. Was like, it was like three years ago. House sticking on the bandwagon for that long. It really paid off on that day <laughs> of Tiger coming back. But just think about the rough at the U.S. Open. Like The yeah. chance to hurt yourself yeah. is so great. And this is the one that means something to him. And he was garbage at all those U.S. Opens anyway. Garbage. Since he's been like comeback Tiger, he just he hurts himself too much trying to dig it out of that thick rough. And you could get that at St. Andrews if you hit it into the fescue, but there's not a ton of rough here. Like he'll be able to compete at the masters for agents. Like there's nowhere to really hurt yourself unless you're Tony Finau at Augusta national at the PGA championship. That's going to be a crapshoot. It's probably not going to go well for him. The U S open is going to be a disaster, but these link style short courses, Tom Watson almost won this when he was 60 years old. I think tiger is going to be fine at the open championship, as long as he can like limp around, like he said, he's still got his arms. He's fine. So you got the masters and you have the open championship. These are the two that Tiger's going to focus on for the rest of his career. And every season I think is just going to be built around these two events. You guys tell me what's reasonable. I think at least five more years seems like a, like a fair run. I won't be greedy. I won't ask for 10, but that's absolutely fine. If we get the, those, those two over the next five, that that's that's plenty isn't it let me ask you this can you play in these events if you're the commissioner of the pga tour whoa play in what events any of the pga tour events this is the start of a campaign there oh i get where you're coming from why not there are two major things where the PGA screwed this up so badly. And one of them involves Tiger Woods. One, I mean, Tiger not going to live was huge for them, right? One, treating it like it was competition to begin with was ridiculous. Treat it like a minor league. It will always be a minor league. That was the move from day one. Two, make Tiger the commissioner. Jay Monahan's blowing it. Like, he really mishandled this very poorly. So make Tiger the face of everything. Players will listen to Tiger. Everyone listens to Tiger. And then if he can be like a Pete Rose player coach, as long as he doesn't bet on himself. 
I don't have any problem with it, whether he um, has to do anything other than show up and shake hands. And there's actually like, you know, shadow commissioner who does the running of the business that that's fine. It could be Jayvon even, but your point is absolutely on the money about, you know, the sway that tiger continues to hold. And I wonder behind the scenes, if there isn't um, a strategy for him to come out and be as forceful as guys like Rory and I mean, Billy Horschel today came right out and Billy went after everybody. He was not having it. it the only thing with, with Billy, the word tour, 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 I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's a Florida <laughs> thing. Just kept saying it again and again, and I couldn't. Uh, but sure, why not? Um, at some point, the best response by the tour is is whatever <laughs> they can get Persuade Tiger to do so i i I like it i like it pat mayo and again five years let's not worry about that let's worry about next week and let's worry about going all in on tiger making the cut that's it so this is what we're doing we we, you're here now for sure we're going to talk about our early british considerations our early british open considerations so far we've had great success betting on tiger woods to make the cut in in the majors that he's competed in this one again. This this is this one's much easier to me than the PGA Championship. Um, like this is like Augusta. We we've said it. He can wake up, walk around with a two iron, a putter, and a wedge, and and you know shoot shoot seventy seventy one. Right. I would think so. Like lag putting means so much at St Andrews, and just knowledge of those greens. And frankly, the windier that it gets, the more it might actually be to Tiger's advantage at this point because he's not the one ripping at 370 and trying to get it into flick wedge range. He knows how to control the height of the ball at courses like this. He knows where to miss. And when we talk about lag putting, that's how he's won so many of these open championships. Like that is the key thing. And when we talk about like correlations, there's a reason that so many guys who have done well at Augusta throughout their career have also done really well at St. Andrews. It's the lack of rough. It's the gigantic greens. It's just knowing that feel of how can I get it close to the hole that I'm not going to three putt every single time. And like, honestly, like when you look at the course, it's, I mean, the winning score this week could be like minus 25. If there's no wind, like it could play so many different ways. And I think that, I mean, the minus 25 is probably not in tiger's best books right now, but if this is hard enough where it's like minus 10 minus 12, I think it could be competitive, but to make the cut. Yeah. As long as he doesn't get draw like the terrible weather wave. I I'm way in on that. I was way in on it at Augusta. I was ready to hammer the U.S. Open miscut, and then he withdrew. But I'm back in here. I, I see it. I think it's probably, I mean, I ran the numbers and just my custom Tiger inputs of what I have. I have them at 78% to make the cut. There we go. That That's just giving like out winners. Yeah, we like those. Nate Dog. other than Tiger, and we're still a couple weeks out, are you, do you have anybody, your eye on anybody uh, as we approach the British Open? We'll get to the Scottish Open, and we're going to do some picks on that. Yeah. But what's your sort of leaning? What are you feeling right now? The way the season has gone, the ups and downs. We've seen some guys very, very competent major winners this year, like w- w- wonderful uh, major winners th- thus far. Who who would put really like the cherry on top for you? It's Rom. Okay. It's Rom. I saw him getting the tutorial from Tiger today. It was awesome. Uh, you know, he is ready and do i think and if he's going to be 
the the great that we know that he is, he's got to keep pace here, and it's time for him to win one. Uh, I think this he's going to go out and figure out the putter. This is a easier course to putt than a lot of others. Uh, he's he, it's Rom for me. That's it. I know you want it to be Rory. I'm sorry. I actually don't want it to be Rory. I honestly, God, thought you were going to say Jordan. I really thought this was going to be a Jordan Spieth answer. I just haven't seen it. it yeah. I, I just haven't seen it. I, I want to see what happens at the Scottish Open. I, I like that he and Thomas and Ricky are drinking Guinness together and having fun over there and playing with goats and shit. Oh, like playing it, great great Irish courses. Yeah, Speaking of the Irish Open, where yeah. the Irish Open should be competed, they're on those courses. Tralee, LaHinch. Yeah. And by the way, the scariest thing for the PGA Tour right now is if Ricky Fowler starts playing better and the rumors about him considering Liv are real because that would be probably as big a draw as anybody that they've got right now. But that aside, I just I I look at that trio and I think, eh, is JT content? No, he's not content. He still wants to play hard. But I, I just still think Rom is is gunning and is hungry in a way that uh, the Mexico Open did not satisfy or satiate him. And and the last big win he had before that was the U.S. Open uh, a year plus ago. So it's well, time. And by his own standards, his majors this year have been kind of lackluster. Shite. What's your 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 early vibes on the Rominator, Pat Mayo? I like Rom a lot. Like when you go look through all of like coastal strokes gains, so courses that are within like five k of like a coastline, Rom trumps everybody. Like it's not even close. And I think people forget how often he wins just because he's now in this weird prolonged stretch. And everyone forgets he won in Mexico. Like that's not a real event. Apparently, it wasn't a PGA no. Tour event. No. Uh, but J- JT Poston wins an event. John Rom wins one. Oh, who cares? It doesn't even count. He's too good for that field anyway. Why was he even playing? Well, there's a reason. He's too good for the field. Of course he won. Uh, I think that I think Rory's the better story. Obviously, I think that is the if the PGA could just you know WWE this and pick one guy to win. If it's not Tiger, it's Rory is most definitely the name that you want to see walk away and drinking out of the claret jug. And I think that the numbers actually line up for Rory a little bit better than Rom at the moment because so much is predicated when you look at trends. At least the past, geez, half decade of both major winners and for the, as you Americans call it, the British Open, um, that you have to perform well at the Masters that year and the major beforehand. And Rom has been like, okay, at both. But Rory was excellent at both the second and then a fifth, the U.S. Open. I played pretty well at the PGA Championship too. And he comes in with this great lead in form, like almost everyone except for Morikawa last year, who still made the cut at the Scottish, which everyone forgot about. The reason that no one liked him is because uh, my good pal, Daniel Rappaport, reported, you know, his irons, that he doesn't like how his irons hit the turf. And then no one bet Morikawa and he won. But before that, I think he was like fourth, fifth, and sixth in his three tournaments. So you have to have this weird combination of good major form coming in and then really good recent form. Shane Lowry was another one. And even this year, Shane Lowry is another one who comes in with great major form so far this season and pretty good recent form. Like the, the U S open was his one stumbling block so far this year, but the PGA and the masters was both excellent for him. Uh, I'm having trouble narrowing it down and you're not going to like the name that I'm going to say. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. Well, we'll get there in a second. I just have to observe that Shane Lowry stumbled right into our nuts because he was one of our, favorite plays at the u.s open and i really thought the way he was playing the particular strengths he's shown this season were such a good fit for that venue and he he fought hard um but but he he, he let us down a little bit the one thing because i'm a such a sucker for a great story is that rory has not won a major 
since he had his soccer kickabout that prevented him that the ankle injury that he suffered in advance of the 2015 British Open at St. Andrews, where he would have been the defending champion. He hasn't won a major since 2014. He wasn't able to defend his championship in 2015 at St. Andrews. This, 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 like, if you say, oh, you know, has he paid the penance? Has, 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 you know, uh, seven years, the seven year curse has been lifted and Rory is ready to go out there. All right. Now you have to, since you, you teased us in this manner, who are we going to not like you? selecting as a British Open winner this year? Well, I am pro what's going to get people talking in the sports world just outside of the golf world. So what if one of the live guys no, wins no, the no, Open Championship? It would, be, get, it, it would get some tongues wagging, bro. It, it would. And there's actually one. It would be the most innocuous one that I don't think the people would actually care about. And we know he can't win in the United States, but he has won at this course before. And his live tour form, pretty good. Not going to lie to you. And even before that, he was looking pretty good. Louis' number is going to end up being like 75, 80 to 1 to win this tournament. And he has this, he, he won and then he lost in a playoff at this course. He knows this course. He's great at Augusta. And he's actually not playing. He's the South African who hasn't won on live yet, but he's played pretty well both times. I, I think that you have to wait for the number because all these live guys, their number is just going to crater because no one wants to bet these goobers. But Louie is going to get sucked down with Dustin mm. and Brooks and Bryson and Reed and all these guys. And he's just going to be sitting there being smiling Louie. And he has a legit chance of winning this. I, I so out of all of the names, it's not that I don't like it. I just have found his golf to be so flaccid. This year, the only good golf that he's played is in those two exhibition events. That's the problem that I, I have with Louie. I was on Louie entering this year. I liked him to, to you know, continue the, the, the great form that he demonstrated in all of the majors last year. And he just looked like now I understand there was an injury ish kind of thing going on at the Masters, but he just looked like he didn't give a shit. And maybe so much of that was the anxiety tied up in the move that he knew that he was going to make, that he was going to jump away. He was going to lose his sponsorship um, with the UPS folks and that maybe that weighed on him in some manner. But like from the pure golf, from a numbers perspective, you think he's playing good enough golf to, to win uh, a tournament with this caliber of talent? I do. And just even to go back, you see the injury you see, and you, that's the hard part about this. Like how much was this weighing on him knowing that this move was going to be coming? And then you look at what he's done recently. He missed the cut at the U S open. A lot of great players missed the cut at the U S open. You can kind of chalk that one up. Cameron Smith. Uh, he missed the cut at the U S open, but looking back at it, he made the cut at the PGA. Uh, he was 10th in the first live tour event. He was fifth last week. And then he goes over to Germany to play in the how Tong event. We'll get to how Tong uh, for the Scottish <laughs> I love this it. week. But he was eighth that week over there. Like he is remaining competitive. And it appears just based on these results and whether they're exhibitions or whether it's a watered down DP World Tour event, you know, it's better than coming dead last. It's better than being Pat Perez in these fields. Like he's actually showing that he has some of his game left. And you put him back at the spot where he's had the most success over the course of his career. You have to wait for the because the 40 isn't good enough right now. And that's what it's at. But all these numbers move so much on the Monday that guys go from 40 to 80 overnight. I don't know if he'll get to the 80, but 60 for sure is coming. 
And I can guarantee you with a boost, whatever it might be somewhere, that you'll probably be able to catch a 70, 75, 80 if people are not in on this. And I just don't think they're going to be. Yo, my Eagle enthusiasts, step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. You know how FanDuel gets down. If you don't win, you get up to $1,000 back in free bets. The Scottish Open is upon us. You're hearing in this episode of Fairway Roll and how much opportunity there is to take advantage of guys whose prices at this are better than the prices you can get for them at the British Open. We're looking at Hideki. We're looking at Bobby McIntyre. We're looking at Colin Morikawa. We're looking at Jordan Spieth. There's a little discrepancy in the pricing. Why don't we take advantage of it? FanDuel will let us do this. We can come up with our own wonderful win outright with a Hideki, with a Corey Connors, perhaps, with a Jordan Spieth. These are all guys whose numbers are superior this week in the Scottish Open compared to their numbers for the British. So let's do it. Great promotions every day on FanDuel. The app is, of course, safe and secure, and you can get paid nice and fast. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code ROLLING to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Promo code Rolling. Quick disclaimer, 21 and older and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana, permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming, the first online real money wager only. The refund is issued as non-withdrawable. Free bets that expire 14 days after receipt restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook fanduel.com you have a gambling problem you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania Illinois you can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Connecticut you can dial up 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York the Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 Wyoming is 1-800-522-4700 or you can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, speaking of real events, yeah, we got a real event this week in the Scottish Open. This is a pretty strong strength of field 
lot of PGA Tour players are out. The best on the DP World Tour are out. It is not a coincidence because this is one of the showcase events of this ever-deepening partnership between the two tours. Besides the fact that you're not going to see Louie at this event and therefore can't bet him, besides the fact that it looks like Ricky Fowler, who played very well this week at the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, is sitting there at 110. What else do you like this week sitting out there in the Scottish Open? Is there a chance that the guys and how they play this week at the Scottish Open can change your mind about how you think about the Open? I think I learned last year that no, it's not going to change my mind. What it will change my mind on is is, is likely nothing negative it's likely something positive. So you see like uh, my guy, Johan Verman, if he has another good week at the Scottish open that can propel him up the list for me as someone to target for a top 20, top 30 uh, daily fantasy play. If he comes through again, so a good Irish, a good Scottish move him on guys can move up in my books. But like if Rom wins, Rom goes from what? 11 to one to 10 to one at the open championship. Yeah. No, we no, knew no. John Rom was good, right. but I think the biggest value this week, and this is what I did for my betting card for the Scottish Open was just take a look at the Open Championship odds and then look at the odds of the guys this week. And there's two major discrepancies, three really, if you look down. But I'm looking right now and let's see here. Colin Morikawa is 16 to one to win the Open Championship. He's 35 to one to win the Scottish Open. Hmm. So I'm going to bet him to win the Scottish Open this week at double the odds against, although a stack field, a weaker field, although it has like 198 players in it now or something crazy like that. And then Jordan Spieth is, let's see here, 20 to one to win the open championship. He is 40 to one to win the Scottish open. And no matter how crappy Jordan Spieth has been playing something about these courses and yeah. no, the Renaissance club isn't a complete link style course. It's like half it's half links and half what we saw last week in Ireland is essentially what it comes down to. But once you start putting creativity into the game where you need to roll it off the hill over there. Same reason I was on Spieth last year at the Open Championship and why he continued to play well, even through his struggles at the Open Championship, is that the more creativity you can put into play at a golf course, the better Spieth is going to be. And I know he missed the cut at the Travelers. That sucks. He, he DQ'd himself at the J.P. McManus. Ah, but yeah. but I, I, 40 to 1 is a great number on Spieth here. And, God, I and, love that we can bet on Nacho Elvira this week. <laughs> Don't besmirch Nacho. <laughs> I do love uh, congratulations to Ian Poulter uh, on uh, his efforts, his successful efforts to create the pathway no, for those. No, he for did those, not. For those it's, poor. Well, I mean, you know, it's they, a stay. You I know, and I, you and I, I both know. You're a lawyer. I, I know. All, all, all that's happened is they get to play. They get to play in this event. That's all. Uh, I love that they stuck them all. Um, Together yeah. and at the wor absolute worst uh, tea times. That's all. Seven fifteen <laughs> in the morning for the handful of them on Thursday. Seven fifteen in the morning for a handful of them on Friday. That's fine. Um, I like I like where you're going with this, uh, uh, Pat Mayo. My only concern is you know using up the 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 the, the, the psychic you know the juice. Um, good karma. I'm on Camp Smith this week. Um, for the exact like same con like concept, I see him at twenty eight to one. Um, which I also I I haven't had a chance to refresh wh where he is uh in the Open Championship, but it's it's definitely south of twenty eight to one, right? 
hundred percent. Like that, that's the problem. I feel like the books got taken so badly on majors in the past by hanging and Feinberg and I always joke on my show that, you know, it's the, the majors bets at this point, like future bets are like, you know, they're basically crack. Like you're yeah. calling up your drug dealer before he's right. actually woken up to get the crack. Uh, because do you need that's it the that best badly? way to get crack? Yeah. They, they won't even, they won't even price people down at this point. Patrick Reed is still like 40 to one to win these events. Yet you get to week of, he's 200 to one to right. win the event. Guys only hurt their numbers. Their numbers never get better. They only get worse until the major actually starts. So I do think that there is a bit of value in betting these guys this week, but also identifying when you look at the Scottish odds this week and you see that Spieth is down the list. You see that Hideki and Cam Smith and Morikawa are all down the list of the Scottish. Then you look at their open championship number. You have to think to yourself, well, when Monday comes along, that number is going to be a whole lot worse. This is what they were laying at the Scottish. And so there might be some opportunity there. Um, I have one other name I want to bounce off of you for the Scottish. Uh, look like a bunch of the metrics are, are supportive, and I just like the way that he play, he's been playing, even though he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Your numbers show anything positive for Corey Connors? I like Corey Connors a lot this week and next week. Both weeks. Both I weeks. Always ask the Canadian about Corey Connors. And it's funny because I usually hate Corey Connors, but yeah. obviously ball striking Ball striking extraordinaire. We know this. And yeah, he had the bad miss cut, but the form was really good before that. And I, I've i played a lot. And listen, I'm going to judge this against myself. You know, pro golfer Pat Mayo over here. But the full 100% fescue greens, I really do think neutralize the putting a lot, especially for the bad putters. And that's what we're seeing this week at the Renaissance Club. It's about 50% fescue next week at the old course and Connors has played Augusta really, really well over the course of his career. Putting has not been a problem for him at that course for whatever. It's like Will Zalatoris, you get him to a major, all of a sudden dude can putt, put him everywhere else. And he's minus nine strokes. Even Luke list had a really good Scottish open at one point in time. Uh, that was before the Renaissance club, the year before burned one in the first year here. But I just think that ball striking wise, you keep it up. Like he's, he's everything you want out of Victor Hovland, but triple the price. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, of Victor Hovland, we've been fading him um, pretty relentlessly. Any reason to move off of that? Uh, his clubs are still in Germany, apparently. Oh, that's right. Frankfurt <laughs> and his clothes, his clothes and his clubs. That would, that could be a reason to fade him. Well, that could be good though. That happened to Von Taylor once upon a time when he beat Philip Pebble using like a caddy bag. <laughs> Pat Mayo, tell everybody what you have coming up content wise, hardest working man in golf content. You, 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 Always have a full array of, of guests, co co-hosts, the whole nine yards. What what do we have to look forward to over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Friday, uh, I got my pal Steve Bamford from across the pond to do a course preview with me and the full stats research. That's coming out on Friday. Sunday is going to be the full DFS preview uh, with two guys that have won you know, over a million bucks each playing daily fantasy. Not me, them. They're yeah. They're good you at this. you need to get that. What make that contagious on? catch yeah. the contagion yeah it, that would be nice maybe it will rub off onto me this week we'll see we actually had a friend lose like 250k last week because he had the winning lineup except it had jason day in it and he couldn't change oh. it in time oh and the Ouch. only guy the only guy that would have covered the salary would have been denny mccarthy who came oh. but like oh, isn't that won. what you get for betting jason day 
Uh, you know, bet Jason Day. I, I mean, he screwed me last week too, but we looked at the projected ownerships and he was coming in at like 4% for this very reason. Right. But he was massive leverage on the field that if he had just done anything, it would have been lights out because everyone else at the top sucked except for Thidala. Uh, additionally, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going live on Wednesday. We'll have a player-by-player breakdown, myself and Rick Game. And me and Feinberg's got the bets, live yeah. cut sweat show. We got stuff going on all week over on Mayo Media Network on YouTube and the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. I'm giving someone 500 bucks just for kicks to tune into the show to figure out how that all works. By the way, before I, Nate has to go, before you jump on your plane to head overseas, although you could probably go to like a lad's broke or something and just walk Are into we going to talk to Barbasol right now? Oh, I'm just going to give you the names. Here are the names. Ready? So for the rest of the Scottish, Bobby Mack, my guy, the Scotsman, playing pretty well right now. He's 80 to one. You can get on him. How Tong is 130 to one coming off the win. Barbasol, take your money and bet Chris Goderick. You're going to be mad that you didn't bet this guy who's going to be a superstar in this field at 22 to 1. Sam Ryder as well. And I got some Dane. The hell is this guy's name? Nikolai something Moeller. Nikolai Volkov? (laughs) Where? What's his actual? from the WWE tour. Yeah, Nicholas Nogard Moeller and Marcel Schneider. Those are the two Euros playing in this event that I actually think can compete on a PGA level. So those those are what like top thirty plays you you would... no they're, they're those are to win <laughs> oh okay that's fine I I mean I I I'm not gonna laugh I have nothing to say I don't know who either one of those gentlemen are again if they showed up at the Starbucks I'd try and my best to not ask them to prepare a latte for me but I can't promise anything I'm watching the Barbasol so they're no farther ahead than JT Poston at this point <laughs> they're they're in the exact same boat PGA Tour winner JT Poston that's it. Pat Mayo, we've done it. I think that 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 that's perfect. Uh, Nate Dog, go catch your airplane. We're back next week, everybody. It is a loaded British Open week here at Fairway Rolling. We'll have some storylines for you with a yet to be disclosed guest. That show will go up Monday, uh, Wednesday, of course. Justin Ray will be on board. We'll go through the full card with him. Try and come up with a historic winner for this historic. British Open Championship, the 150th at St. Andrews. But between now and then, look, the Scottish Open, wake up, have a little coffee, and then why not catch a little afternoon golf for yourself? It's a wonderful time of year. It stays light out till 830 at, at, at night. Wake up, watch a little Scottish, maybe, you know, live bet a little bit, then take your winnings out on the golf course and lose them in the manner that I'm very familiar with in the afternoon. Until then, my birdie buddies, let's hit them straight out there.